bless you this morning, saints. Welcome into the house of the Lord. Maybe we could sing together, our God is tremendous. If we could, please, I want to greet you all this morning. I know we still have some visitors left over from camp. I saw the colon brothers. God bless you. Nice to still have you with us. Anyone else joining us today? I believe we have a brother, Leif Soderbaum from Quebec. Is that you? God bless you. Welcome all the way from Quebec. Maybe we could welcome him this morning. Amen. Welcome. Also, my, my new friends, the Sevensters, are here all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Brother Conrad, Sister Estelle, and the girls, God bless you. Welcome. Nice to have you here. A long way. It's so incredible to find the message produces the same people all over the world because it's alive. Isn't that amazing? Amen. It's a wonderful thing to be a part of the family of God. Amen. Let's just sing this together. As I was pondering songs this morning, this one just kept coming back. It's like, I just love singing about how tremendous my God is. So let's sing this together as we prepare for the word this morning. Our brother Tom's going to come, and I trust that you're expecting. Amen. And we're going to have a time. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. Oh, yes, and he hears me. Yes, he helps me. He is faithful and true. Won't forget Say 
this time just invite the brothers if they would please come for the morning offering and maybe brother tim dodd i could ask you to come please and open the service for us we do have a word of thanks and testimony from our brother quibis esther heisen he just wants to thank the brothers and sisters for their prayers he said the surgery was successful and thank you jesus amen god bless you brother quibis grant you a full recovery there amen that's the only written prayer request we have this morning if there's a need on your heart we know god sees everything just let it be known out to him this morning. Brother Tim, would you come, please? Thank you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, what a rejoicing wells up within our heart when we think of that praise, that phrase, our sins are gone. They're underneath the blood. They're in the sea of forgetfulness. The book has been erased. The book of our deeds, Lord, has been erased by the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, how we thank you, Lord. 
We, rejoice, we just come rejoicing in your presence today. As it, the scripture says, we enter your gates with thanksgiving, Lord. We didn't do this by ourselves. We didn't do it by our works. Lord, you did it at Calvary. And we've just come, Lord, today accepting what Calvary has already provided for us, Lord. You've provided our salvation. You've provided the cleansing of our sins. You've provided, Lord, our healing. Lord, it's here already. It's not something that you have to do. You've already done it, Lord. So, Lord, may you pour in faith this morning, O oh God. If there's somebody in need, we thank you for your touch upon Brother Kobus. We thank you that his surgery was successful. And, Lord, may you give him a speedy recovery, O oh God. And, Lord, we ask your blessing now upon this service. Lord, it's, it's not just another service, but it is another service. It's another opportunity to gather in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an opportunity, Lord, to hear your word. It's an opportunity, Father, to hear an anointed servant of God, to come under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and through mortal lips may come immortal words. Lord, that you might minister to the souls of your people. We open our hearts unto you. We present our requests unto you, Father. And we say, oh Lord, come by our way. Won't you minister to us, Father? Won't you just touch our lives once again today? We're not satisfied, Lord, as long as we're here on this earth. We want to say this Sunday morning, we are not satisfied. We want more of you, Lord. More of your life. More of your victory. More of your joy. More of your peace. More of your love, oh God. Just pour out unto your people today and give us, Lord, that exceeding abundantly. Bless the remainder of the song service, the ministry of the word, and as we worship you in our giving, may you bless our offerings, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't you greet the brother and the sister next to you. Welcome them into the house of the Lord this morning as you have your seats. As we take up the morning offering. Amen. You may seat, have your seats this morning. I'm going to invite our brother George to come and sing at this time. If you would please, brother, come get ready. George and brother Yomi. And we do have a couple announcements. We have an announcement from the Gindos. Joe, is that you? You're all silhouetted. Is that you up there? Is you? All right. Well, this is Brother Joe's last service with us as a single man. God bless you. The wedding of our brother Joseph, Sister Grace Amodi, is next Saturday, August the 19th, 3 p.m. in the very, very warm Dallas, Texas area. The streaming link is on the bulletin board, Christian Life Tabernacle YouTube channel. God bless you. Sister Grace is just a treasure. Amen. May God bless your special day. And they are going to have a Canadian wedding reception here. That will be on September the 16th in the Fellowship Hall, and the RSVP sign-up sheet is on the bulletin board. Amen. So we want to be sure to try to be there and welcome Sister Grace into our midst. Sister Precious, did your friend make it this morning? Alex, where are you, Alex? Are you over here? We wanted to greet Sister Precious' friend Alex wherever he is. He's upstairs. Okay. Well, God bless you. Welcome. Nice to have you with us this morning. George. George. <laughs> that was all I had to say. That's why I called you up first. <laughs> God bless you, Brother George.
God bless you. Yes, uh, I just want to sing this song to encourage myself and every one of us that whatever God did for us at the camp, the blood doesn't lose its power. So let's keep believing. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother George. Right, let's just sing How Great Is Our God as we invite our brother Tom to come at this time. The splendor of a king. We start with the verse. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty All the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light And darkness tries to happy, rejoicing in the goodness of God. Amen. I am so thankful. Arise, possess your inheritance. I love that song, Brother George. It's one of my favorites. I love that very much. Amen. For without that blood, we wouldn't have an inheritance. Entangled. With a heavy change of sin of captivity. I think the church of the living God here can rejoice. Because all I saw was breaking of chains. And Amen. Why not rejoice? Hey, we're not church. We're not, we're not that place where you're, um, how do they say, moss back? Sitting on a bump, of a, a bump of a log or something. We're here to rejoice in the goodness of God. Arise, entangled in now we're free. 
All right, let's sing it for the glory of God. Entangled with heavy chains of captivity, I was bruised and battered by sin. Condemned and sentenced to a life of bondage. Heard. It was as the abundance of rain saying, Rejoice, you ever see the atonement. Except the pardoning word, which was provided for you, because you're not of the one woman, you're of the What else would we do? 
This is what we've lived for, isn't it? All our lives we have poured out for our children to come into the liberty where Christ set us free. That we know the power of the blood. We know a message has come. We are not a bound up church. We are a church that has been set free. We're not entangled again. Not another church or we believe the message, we believe this, and then just have a form of godliness. We believe in the power of God. Can I hear an amen? Absolutely amen. And if you don't have that power this morning, you too can receive the Holy Ghost. Because it's the Holy Ghost and power. And it's not your power, it's His power. You know, people go along and they start living a life lukewarm. We live this message. I believe Brother Brown's a prophet. It's more than believing Brother Brown's a prophet. He came to restore, thus saith the Lord. The seals we say are open, but you have to realize under those seals were those seven thunders revealed. That's true. And we have that. But it's not just the seven seal book that you say, well, I got the seven seal book. Because under that was the token. Under those seals was Christ the mystery God revealed. Come on, stay with me. Under that is doing God a service without his will. Under that was things that are to be. Under those seals was rapture. You, he couldn't preach those until the seals were open. Come on. We have been taught by the word. Those weren't just titles preached after the seals. Those messages came because they were under the seals. People don't have a clue what you're talking about. Anybody here play cricket? Well, one. Thanks, Roy. I got one yes. I don't have a clue when these guys stand with this crazy bat. And some guy running. (laughs) I don't know. Some guy's out in a field somewhere. No glove on. Catching this goofy thing. But tell me about baseball. I'll tell you all about it. You have to know the game. To know who's winning and losing. But let me tell you. This is not called the game of life. This is life. And we know who the winners are. And we know who the loser is. And we're going to tell him he's a loser. This word is alive and living in a people. Hallelujah. And if you don't have joy unspeakable and full of glory, you need another baptism of the Holy Ghost. Brother Daniel, nice to see you here. Sister Lydia, you're still here. Maybe we'll keep you here. Yolin, where are you? There she is. Dragging mom and dad to camp. That's the way we need it. Our young people dragging parents to camp. I don't mean it that way. You know what I'm saying. But it's certainly nice to have you. Have you all. All that are visiting. Brother Wes Donaldson. Wesley, I guess we shall. What shall is the official name of New Zealand? Wesley or Wes? Well, either one. Nice to have you, Brother Wes. And everybody else that has been greeted this morning, God bless you. Maybe a little different service. I'm looking at a grizzly bear down there who called me a grizzly bear last night. He showed me a picture of him. He's gray now. And he says, I'm catching up to you, Brother Tom. Oh, man. But I, I was going to type, there is a white bear. And they call it the spirit bear. 
So I've been waiting for a long time. You're just catching up. Maybe you'll get there, brother. Amen. Nice to have you all. Have you enjoyed camp? I enjoyed it immensely. Well, we're going to have a little different kind of service today. A little bit of preaching, a little bit of testifying. Maybe it's an all-day day. Huh? Might be. So forget about your roast in your oven. Forget about Nando's. Forget about everything else. Forget about your, you know, rumbly in the tumbly. And let's just rejoice in the presence of God. Amen. Well, we want to greet you. Greet you from Brother Benny Perry, he called. And, and wanted to be remembered to the assembly. And, of course, Brother Biscoll, Sister Biscoll. I know you'll be listening this morning. God bless you and thank you. We are carrying on the vision. Amen. It's been a, a tremendous camp. We've had over 37 years of camps. That's a long time. I was 31 years old. And uh, I think I've passed the baton, but I can't get rid. I cannot stop coming to camp because it's my life to see our young people being moved on, our families being changed. To me, it's the greatest thing ever. The greatest thing ever. And God bless Brother David Mayer and Brother Andrew Spencer, who are a great part of the camp, and of course Michael and Abigail. And Marco and Sharon and all the ones. I don't want to miss anybody. I I could say just everybody that did their part at camp. God has, we used to, in a a praising, call it a columnar pad. And in that columnar pad, we put highs and lows and we praise this, we praise that. On that great columnar pad of God, he saw your labors of love, your prayers, your giving to make camp what it was. Sister Rhonda, thank you very much. It was just wonderful to see you, your smiling face at every... It seemed like we were at a banquet every night, every day. And Sister Karen, of course, you mean so much to us. Gail, we love you all. It took everybody a part to play that part. And thank you for playing your part. Because it's never a one-man show. Never has been, never will be. Without every one of you, we could not have had what we had. So God bless you. All the emails, texts, WhatsApps. I don't know what's going to come next. But whatever those are, pings and pangs and everything else, they were a blessing. And thank you for sharing your heart. God bless you very much. It means a lot to me. Well, we got a busy fall coming on. We've just gone through a busy summer, and now different ones are coming back from their uh, summer holidays. And then now these brothers here and myself will be in and out. You'll see us, but please pray for us. And we've got a, a, a very busy end of the year, and I trust that the Holy Spirit will use us in whatever he's called us to. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer as we go to the word of God. Heavenly Father, we indeed love the gathering of your people. To honor the great resurrection. To know that you're alive and living within a people. It's not a dead gospel, but it's a living gospel living within these brothers and sisters. 
blood washed and redeemed by that blood. And so, Lord, as we go into the Word today, we just pray, God, you'll be magnified through it. Lord, you'll give us ears to hear, eyes to see. Move us into places we have not known. We want to rejoice with those that were moved on by the Holy Spirit through camp. Give them an opportunity to express their thanksgiving. So we just want to commit the day to you, Lord, and whatever you have for us. We ask the Lord that you'll open the word, bless the word as we read it. And pray, God, you'll just make it more than letter, but life to every heart and every soul. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you so much. Amen. Let's turn to Zephaniah. That's just before Haggai. Zephaniah. We'll start reading out of chapter 3. Verse 17 and 18. If you want to use your table of contents, that's fine. Don't be embarrassed. I was there once. I needed to find out what page it was before anybody looked over on my shoulder. And whoever's doing the balancing on that screen right there, I look like I'm half dead. (laughs) I don't know if it's the camera or whatever. (laughs) Thank you. Wow! There you go. There's the right camera. I like that one. Okay. (laughs) It's weird, but we look at ourselves. I don't know why, but it just happens to be up there. Did everybody get there? I just went and wasted some time there for you. (laughs) Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy, and he will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Did you know that the Lord sings? And for you people that don't sing, sing. If our Lord sings, you sing. Okay? I got scripture for you now. I will gather them that are sorrowful, For the solemn assembly who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Let's read uh, verse 17 again. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty, and he will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy, and he will rest in his love, he will joy over thee with singing. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. With that, I'd like you please turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 17. I'm sorry, Acts chapter 1, verse 7. We'll start at five, and then we'll just read on the way down. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days thence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? 
question. And he said unto them, Answer, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father have put in his own power. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Cloverdale. Come on. You shall be witnesses of me in Langley, West Vancouver, Richmond, Bellingham, Blaine, Linden. What does the Bible say? You shall be witnesses. So is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? Indeed he is. After you have received power, after that the Holy Ghost will come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth all the way to Vancouver. Amen. Amen. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. For those that... I get, new, I get these lines across my computer... It'll be about Israel and what's happening and the Palestinians and how Israel is battling their enemy. And, and I know I'm, I'm not going to get into the political move. But I got, I got another one the other day and I said, boy, I, I'm sure people wake up in the morning really happy. The end of the world. By the artificial intelligence from MIT. This is not from some fly-by-night. This is, all, this is from somebody, this is a university or a, a college or whatever, one of the top Ivy League places. MIT's fed it in, and the end of the world, as far as they're concerned, will end in 2048. I saw a lot of happy amens there. I, I thought we were talking about singing, rejoicing. <laughs> huh? If they're talking about the end of the world, so can we preach to the end of the world? It's very apparent that we're coming to the end of things. The earth is in its birth pains. The earth is burning up. And we're all witnesses to it. I mean, we used to be called the rainy west coast. Now we're a burning west coast. Trees are getting burned. People are getting burned. Everybody's getting burned. Is it an indication that hell has expanded its borders? A lot more people are going to get burned? Hmm. Well, that's just so that you know, longest period of time of over 115 degrees in Phoenix. (laughs) Aren't you glad for the West Coast? (laughs) Dallas is burning up. The whole place is burning up. Well, we know that. You've known that for a long time. No surprise. And it doesn't bring a, a, doesn't bring a, a burden of it at all. It brings actually an excitement. Because we are not of this kingdom. We are of another kingdom. We have not built our lives around this world that we live in, Brother Yomi. That's not what we've come to church for. That might be what everybody else, because they want a religious feeling. I went to church today. 
Saints, I, I want us to say, yeah, we went to church today, but I saw who I am in Christ. And who we are in the word and its unveiling and what God's doing in a bride. That's why I want to come to church. Many churches play churches today. And that spirit falls all in our ranks. We don't want to play church. We want a vibrant, living church full of power in the Holy Ghost. Brother Bram said in the message, super sign, he said, glory, the continuity of God's word and God's promise and God's spirit, we're living in the hour, watching the unfolding of the prophecies of the ages. It's coming to pass. What a great time we're living in. The Holy Spirit has shown us these things was to come. That happens to be in 1963. So then as a prophet being a seer, foreseeing what's coming on the earth, we just happened by the grace of God to believe that there was a seer that is preparing a people for a catching away. Not to get excited because a preacher got excited. It's that you would have your personal revelation of Christ in your heart that you could actually live what this message, which is Christ, is. Live it. Love it. Exude it. Don't say it. Live it. We got too many quarters, but no livers. Oh, I got a liver. Sorry. It's not quoting Brother Branham that gets people to heaven. It's living what that prophet said because we know it wasn't William Branham speaking. It was God in the man. And so you know what? Joy, get joy, ask for joy because he is joy. Everything you need in this journey from now to there is already in your seed. That's why he said rapture's already in you. I'm not looking for the rapture. As, a, as Brother Bisco preached probably 30 years ago, you are the rapture. It's not me being afraid of, I'm not going to make the rapture. What are you, if you're born again and you've got the seed of God in you, then the realization is that in that seed is rapture. I don't get rapture. I am rapture. And if you can't get excited, no, at least put a smile on your face. I, you know, you might not be an amener. That's fine. I figured it out. Not everybody is an amener. That's fine. But I'm going to watch the non-ameners in heaven. There's going to be a non-amener section. And us ameners are going to have a time of our lives watching the non-ameners. <laughs> I'm going to have the time of my life, Brother David, when the time of my life is over. I'm going to get carried away when I get carried away. I love that song. What an hour we're living in. What a time. What an expectation. What, what, I, I, to me, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm looking for that tap on the shoulder. Ah, but you say, oh, but Brother Tom, you've already lived your time. Exactly right. From 21 to 69. For all those years, I've still been waiting for that tap. Brother Bram said, and those that went down into the grave 
had an expectation. And because that expectation was beating in their heart, that will be the expectation that will raise them. So if you don't have it here, you won't have it there. But I say get that expectation and anticipation burning in your hearts this morning. Hallelujah. There is a time that the Word of God has to become reality. And for some, they will look at you as though you are a three-headed monster. Or at least three eyes. Or maybe two noses. They say, what makes you what you are? It's so different than religion. It's because Christ is living in us. And maybe you haven't experienced it. All I want to say to you this morning is jump in and see what God will do for you. There is no way any one of us here understood everything when we first came into the message. Not a clue. And now we, over the years, have, have a, a great awareness. But we want more than awareness. We want the revelation of it to start moving in our members. Yes, we have mortgages to pay. Yes, we have to put food on the table. But there will be a time when those things will stop. But this is your time of preparation. And remember, when Brother Branham went beyond into the regions of the lost, and he cried out for his mummy, and his mummy wasn't there. He cried out for his daddy, but his daddy wasn't there. There's going to be a time when God raptures his church and you'll phone and say, is Brother Tom, is Brother Biscal, is Brother Michael, is Brother Tim, Murph, where are... Hey, rapture's here. And there'll be no preacher for you or daddy or mommy. You have to come to the realization, hmm, I've got that magnet in me that's drawing me to something I did not know. When I got saved, all I wanted is Jesus Christ and know that I've been born again by the power of the blood. How did I get it, saints of God? I got it through the word of God. I knew nothing of the Bible, as you know this morning. I knew nothing. I didn't know John. I didn't know Zephaniah. I didn't know nothing. But one day, a pastor prayed for me. Brother Biscoe prayed for me. No emotion, no tears, no voice, no nothing. But all I had was a burning zeal for the things of God. And Brother Ed took me by the hand and he led me down a little staircase where you had to duck your head to get down into the basement of Bible Way Out and said, Brother Tom, you want God? Read your Bible, pray, and eat those tapes eat the message and as you eat the word you do indeed become it but if you don't have a diet for it I'm sorry it's not for you but it's for the elect it's for the predestinated and for his children prelude that was all free 
God bless you, Sister Violet. Lovely to see you here this morning. Sister Bev, the old timers are here. Must be rapture time. Brother John, God bless you. Larry, where are you? There you are. Some of those old timers are still here. God bless you. Hey, they can shake us. We're unmovable. Unshakable. We're going to go into a rapture, Violet. No matter what they say. Follow along if you'd like in Acts 1 and 7. There's one thing, saints of God, I, I guess I've got here. I might as well just try and follow a little bit of what, what I want to cover a little bit. It's a personal experience. And it's truth that impacts one another. We can talk about it. We can quote it. But if you have a personal experience of it, it impacts the truth of it and life of it. I'm going to give an opportunity this morning to maybe have you because we don't have a three-hour prayer line for nothing. I know you all get nervous in a little bit like this. I don't care what you think. I have to stand here for an hour or so. But if God really did something, it's not just for you. You say, well, God touched me. or Well, we know God touched everybody. But if there's something that impacted you, and you know God did something in a reality form, that's the time you want to shout it out. Remember, just remember before we get into the message, when the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, they were cowards. That's what your prophet said. They were cowards. They had the doors locked. Cowards. But when the Holy Ghost came down, come on. When the Holy Ghost came down, then the doors busted open. The anointing of that lion came down. And they went from cowards to bravery. So he said, oh, we had a tremendous camp. Well, don't stay a coward. I'm just, I'm just getting the found. So that I'm just trying to make you feel like he could do this. But it's not me. It's got to be something in you. Driving you. I got I to gotta tell the world. Well, I felt like I wanted my title to be you men of Israel. When Peter comes marching out of there. Ye men of Cloverdale. Let it be said unto you this day. That's what I feel like right now. I do. Why not? Hmm? God's done something for me. I trust God did something for you. And you just wasn't an observer of it, but you were actually experiencer of it. You men of Cloverdale, you that were in the kitchen, you that were on the grounds, I want you to know that Tom Ray had an experience with God. And he said unto them, 
For the times and the seasons, Jesus now speaking as we read, which the Father has put in his own power. Now, he's, now he ends with that statement of power. And he goes into verse 8 and says, but you shall receive power. Ah, oh, but we're, we know everything now. Oh, so you still have power, don't you? Well, not an amen. I'm just feeling all alone up here or something. I think I got um, p- 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 power. Well, if you do that, that means you got water in your gas. You're saying, we got the... In the name of Jesus. And power not even to forgive one another. That's a weakness. Don't tell me you've got... Power. Power to live a holy and consecrated life in Christ. Oh, we got power when the Holy Spirit starts moving for the assembly and people are being rejoicing and people are thanking God and people are being moved by the Holy Spirit. And we got the power, but when I, you know, I really don't like her. Clean it up. Let's clean it up, okay? Let's clean it up. It's going home time. Clean it up. If you've got to make it right with somebody, just do it. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking at everybody. Let's do it. Why doth that hinder thee? Just do it. It'll make you feel a lot better. Say, why didn't I do this for a long time? long time ago. But after this now, but you shall receive power. Brother George, you shall receive power. Can you... See, I I really want to preach right here, but I'm trying to... I told the brothers, have a quick song service so I can get out. The word is amazing, Matthew. It's amazing. It's amazing because a lot of times we just read it, but if we just read it as it is slowly, all of a sudden it leaps out of you and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. So do I have less power than I did when I was 21 or more power than I am when I'm 69? Don't answer. I know that you all want to give me the answer to that. Do I have more power or do I have less power? If you take a spoon from the ocean, is all the minerals that are in the ocean on the spoon? Do I need to add a little bit more salt to make it equal to that? No, but God makes his word more real. That's what has to happen. The word has to come more real. And Brother Bram said in, I believe, the whole armor of God, and you've heard me quote it many times over the years, he said he couldn't give you anything more than what he's already given you. And that's the word. But he just makes it more and more real. 
So then if you got power to break the chains when I'm 21, I've got that same power to break every demon power that tried to hold me back then is the same power that I have today. I'm not looking for more power. I just want more of him. So you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come on you and you shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. Now I'm really setting a trap, aren't I? <laughs> really sitting in a trap. Yeah, I got the power. I mean, God really moved on me. I, God really spoke to me. And I've never been the same again. You will never be the same again. You will never, ever be the same again if you get the Holy Ghost. Never. You cannot be lukewarm and have the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry, friends. Once you get Him, you got everything. You want to say, well, Brother Tom, where's my power? Power? Really? You haven't realized you've got the power of God in you? When there's been 200,000 supernatural demons loosed on you. And here you are at church, at camp. Praising God. You got power. You got power. You're a demon stomping devil. Defeating believers. (laughs) Power. Ah, but brother Tom, we want the deep things of God. You'll get it. But it doesn't mean you don't have power. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I know the whole revelation of, of the third pull and the understanding of it. And yet people become legalists of the message, forgetting the power of the message, knowing everything and have no power. Saints, you can't separate it. You got one, you got the other. If you got the Holy Ghost, you got the power. You'll catch the revelation of the hour. I should make a song of that. You got more power in you than you even know. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. You will be witnesses unto both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the world. So let me, I have a couple of the diaglot, the amplified, whatever you would like, just to delve into this a little bit more. But you shall read You shall receive, is everybody here? Okay. Because I I really want you to rejoice if you have received the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Ryan, I was blessed watching you go through the prayer line. 
I, can't, I cannot take that out of my mind. That's glorious. And I trust you'll never forget. You can't when God does something. Is everybody ready for this? Everybody ready now? We're listening really, really good. That's good. And I'm trying to be really, really non-excited. But you shall receive divine energy. (laughs) Hallelujah! Not your energy, divine energy, God life, Zoe life. You who receive the Holy Ghost have divine energy. They're looking for Tesla to come up with power. They forget the oil and the gas now. We got to have battery, we got to have hydrogen power. We have divine energy. I don't need a dam to generate it. I don't need to drill to get it. I just have to yield to get it. You just have to yield to get the Holy Ghost. You don't have to drill. You don't have to dam up something. Just yield to him. Yield to him. This stay business. I, I really, really wonder sometimes. I really wonder. Um... Let me just take some examples here. Now, I would say Alan King. I use him a lot. So over the years, he gave me polo candies this morning, so I'm going to use him. One of the, if you talk to him, he's got a smile on his face. He loves this message, whatever. But when he sits in the service, he's this way. It's all in him. Don't get bound up that he's not Tom Ray. Just rejoice that a man such as Brother Allen, whose family goes one way or the other, Satan couldn't get him. It's not Alan King's power. Let's get it straight. And it's not your power. What you know, it's what God has poured in that man to make him what he is. And you might as well rejoice this morning. I am what I am by the grace of God. And it's God's divine power that has made you what you are. Hallelujah. Nodder, nodder. If you're a head shaker, shake your head. But don't nod like this. Look up. Your redemption draw nigh. It's like one brother said, if you can fall asleep in my service, go ahead. Well, I won't say that. But one pastor had the deacons actually take the brother out and wash his face. You can understand that he never fell asleep again. But this is not your power, my power, your muster up power. This is divine power, divine energy that saved you, that loosed you, that keeps you. Come on. Not only does he deliver you, he keeps you. When you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, that divine energy, come on, it keeps you for now to eternity. You're not up, down, up, down.
down. You're in the Shekinah glory. And in that glory, it's peace. Oh, they got that one up there again. Going to have to trade cameras for me. I, I might fall dead by the time I'm finished, by the time I look at that thing. But it's amazing that as time goes on, people get less, they get deader. Is that a right word? No? Thanks, Marty. I'll get my, he's got Chinglish. And I don't know what I got. It's sure not English. But as we grow, the same power I had when I'm 21, or the same life I had then, it just becomes realer. Are you getting it? It just becomes realer. I got to have more power. You got enough power to speak worlds into existence. That's what your prophet said. But you're bound by a law that you won't because you would. Amen. Lord, this is nothing. Hey, I loved you. I loved watching you at camp. I said, that's Tom Ray down there. They cloned me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, I just saved, just saved, man. And he, what is it? Why, I, I, we should have had the camera on him all through the service. He doesn't know anything. But I know what he knows is real. And God makes it more real and more real and more real until you'll move from there to here. Glory. That's what we want, saints. The word of God to become more real because it's a divine energy. You get as old as I do over the years. You think, well, how come he's not just dragging himself? Well, I had one brother said, you know how old you are? I said, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I, 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 the, the boldness of some of these young people. <laughs> do you know how old you are? <laughs> My birthday's May 1954. So of course I know how old I am. But he says, you just act the same way as you have all my life. Well, I said, what do you want me to be? Yes. The word is wonderful. Boy, it's alive. But you sound dead. Huh? And it's not the energy of a person. It's a power within. Hallelujah. It's God in us. Brother Gilbert, the hope of glory. It's no longer Paul that lives, but Christ lives in me, Brother David. Can you imagine, imagine the power that has kept you through our hardest times even in this church? And you say, what kept me? Word. Word. One not emotion, word. It's like my, one of my sons said to me when things were going sideways, people were flying every which way. He said, Dad, don't they read their Bible? Yeah, you want an answer? 
I said, apparently not. Because if they did, that wouldn't be what it is. And they keep going on and falling off, going on, falling off. But there is a people that are standing on, thus saith the word. Not by your feelings. Not by your emotion. But by the word. Hallelujah. I wonder, I wonder what I would have loved to have John on the Isle of Patmos, Michael, his first service after they tried to boil him. You cannot boil out the divine energy of God. Sorry, friends. That was a witness for you and I to know that Satan cannot destroy you until it's your time to go. You're invincible. You might as well say amen. We're an invincible army now. Don't look for it. That's what you are. Amen. I'm not amening myself. It's the truth. But you have received the dialogue says divine energy. After the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you will be witnesses. You will tell the world that I am free. <laughs> Amen, Jack. Wasn't that a tremendous night? Standing there by those stairs, the Holy Ghost falling right on you. Isn't that amazing? It only gets better. Hallelujah. You don't look at a moment. And hold on that for 40 years. You have those moments all through those 40 years. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it's divine energy that causes you to become a witness. Look out. I don't know. You know what happens? I'll tell you what happens. You say, well, I have a lot of friends. You'll find out you have no friends. Because that's what happened to me. I thought I had a lot of friends. Hey, Billy. Huh? Hey, Ken. The only friend I had left that, <laughs> that stuck with me was my buddy. Everybody else said, get lost. You're crazy. What you believe is nuts. You need to see a psychologist. Family don't want you. Parents don't want you. Friends don't want you. But Jesus wants me. I don't care what they think. People say, oh, my friends, friends. I had friends. I had relatives. But that didn't hold me from turning from them to Jesus Christ, the Word. Because I got a power that comes from above. Parents couldn't hold me. Uncles couldn't hold me. I admired them. I loved them. They loved me. But I loved Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. So my title, I better get off my first scripture here to let you know, Brother Tim says, well, if we all leave you, you at least you'll get to page four and five. Well, I have 12 pages, so we'll be here for a while. Huh? And we're on the first line. 
I know some of you are scared, but it's okay. It's okay. This power does not come by your reading. And yet you need to read your Bible. It does not come by studying the message, yet you've got to study the message. Because the Holy Ghost, the Word, feeds on the Word. Amen. So then as you become the Word, Brother Lars is alluding to, your friends might leave you, family leaves you, but Jesus will never leave you. I've been accepted not by my family. I don't care about my family. I do care about them, but at this point, I don't care. People say, oh, my daddy was this or my mommy. Listen, nobody had a better mommy and daddy than I had. They weren't Christians, but as far as the world's concerned, they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. If you had growing up, you had caring parents. I had that. I, I have nothing to say against them. The only thing that I do, that they didn't lead me to Jesus. But that filial trap did not hold me because I didn't want what they had. I needed something that was driving me on the inside. And that drove me to Calvary. It drove me to a people that are written epistles. So you say, well, you are written epistles, read and known of all men. Do you know how powerful that is? That written epistle right there with the white hair on his head was so strong that it drew me out of the world to the foot of Calvary because it wasn't the epistle read of Ken Ardeal, but it was a written epistle read by inspiration and saw him not as Ken Ardeal who lived in Cloverdale, but a Ken Ardeal that came from heaven. Start reading one another's lives. So you have received power after the Holy Ghost. And people want to preach. I, I get it. I get it. You know, we had a tremendous time, and we, what, is that our third prayer line? In my life's history, maybe, four? Let me exaggerate and say five. But people say, well, they're going back to Pentecost. I think Brother David thumped that one. For people, Pentecost is a denomination. But for the believer, Pentecost is an experience. But they want to put that experience away because they don't have it. So they preach a doctrine that allows them not to have it. Because they craft it in such a way we've moved on from that. I'll take that and what we have now. In fact, I'll just take it all. If God, listen, saints of God, if we say oh, we're the next cha- book, chapter in the book of Acts. I want to see those that can't walk, walk. When you get to that stage, come and talk to me and and have your criticism. But until we get there, saints of God, where there's a man at the gate, beautiful, and another crippled man, and, and Paul looked on him and said, I perceive you have faith. Rise up. 
Read your book of Acts. You'll find out. Rise up. You know what he did? He got to his feet, Ella. You know what he did? He jumped. He leaped. And he praised God. Glory. God is in her midst. Singing. God singing. Moses sang a new song. You should read his song. And we will sing that song and the song of the Lamb. Yeah, we'll need that inspiration. All right. Let's have a vote. Who wants more of God? That's a unanimous. Take it, devil. Uh huh. Take it. Take it. Let you know that there's a people that are going to stand by divine power no matter what you throw at her. They might kill me. I might die in an accident. I might die of a heart attack, but there's somebody going to raise up. Amen. That's going to take the standard of the word and march to this glorious rapture. Because it's not man, it's God. Hallelujah. If you think it's man, and man goes by the way of time, then what happens to this church? What happens to it? We go on in time, and you have a nice little ceremony. I don't want you to have a ceremony for me. I just want you to come to church to say, praise God, Tom's over there. I didn't get too many amens on that one. So who's the funeral for, you or me? I'm sure not here. I'm over in the glory land way, fellowshipping with the saints that had gone on before. Glory. Tom, you going somewhere? No, I plan on going with you. So now, here's the Amplified. It is exceedingly a great power. So, we have a gentleman here that plays soccer. There are soccer players that are beyond soccer players. There's mediocre soccer players, and there's not so good soccer players, and there's great soccer players. There's good hockey players, and there's mediocre hockey players, and there's not so good hockey players. I fall in that category. Okay. So now that we've... It doesn't matter what sport. Basketball, doesn't matter whatever. But there comes a time when their power becomes limited. It says that they peak at a certain time because their strength is giving out. How many here have seen a professional 80-year-old soccer player? Lift up your hand, please. (laughs) It's not around. Why? Their strength is gone. Is that right, Pauline? Isn't that right? Yeah, you get strong. You're 18, 16-year-old man. You can, I mean, it's amazing. I went to a soccer park. I was driving by a soccer park the other day, and I see, it looked like a 12-year-old man. He kicked a ball backwards over him, cradled it in his, in his foot, and then booted it with the other one. I go, where was he when I grew up? Because it's just everything as you get older strength goes it's just the fact hey Gil I'm not not pointing at Gil I mean he looks younger than me but in ourselves when we wake up in the morning we go whoa 
Man, I used to leap out of this thing. And I used to do this, and I used to do that. And Brother Bram talks about it, so don't get quiet on me. It'll happen to you if time should tarry. <laughs> Isn't that right, Brother Paul? <laughs> yeah, everybody that's, you know, buff at 30. <laughs> Never going to happen to me. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, you watch. A few years go around the pipe. You'll find out. But the power that comes from God never, ever diminishes. That's why you'll never see the church of the living God getting colder and colder and colder. She'll be more on fire than she's ever been. Because she's not what she was 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago at camp. We're moving on. We're witnesses. Are you a witness? Did God do something? Yes, he did. It was not your power. It was the power of God, Natissi. It was the power of God that came by your way. It's the power of God. Some Brother Ram said, some don't even know. Actually, when the power comes, it says the steam goes off. Hmm? It was just, you know, wow, I haven't seen that before. Well, guess what? As we get older and as we mature, we start to understand God starts to move. We just want him to move. However he wants to move. Everybody got that? I am not going to limit God. So then power, according to the Greek, is unlimited. Okay. I gave you a definition, but really what I'm trying to tell you, Sister Ruth... You've got unlimited power living in you. So I don't care where your children are. I want to hear an amen, Sister Ruth. Come on. I don't care where your children are. You've got power. If you've got power, a prophet tells me I've got power to speak worlds. Then I want my world to come into order. Sister Violet, I want my world. I want your world. It does not, you say, well, it's impossible. I'm, I, I believe that the, my prophet said all things are possible. I believe my Bible says all things are possible. Amen. So it is an unlimited power or it's an unlimited strength that's at your disposal. Hallelujah. It's at your disposal, but you've got to use it. Oh, I, I got a battery card, but I don't need to put, I don't, I don't have to plug it in. What are you talking about? The power is at your disposal. If you don't plug it in, you got no power. So now what, what the Greek is saying here, that power that is a divine energy, you don't have to plug it in, but it's at your disposal for you to use. So then, Brother Brennan preaches the message, don't live under your God-given privileges. Well, I've got this problem. I've got that problem. Sister Sherry, you've got no problem. You've got to commit it to God and send the Holy Ghost after them. I send the token after my children. We have prayed enough for your children to believe that God can turn shalom around. Come on. Isaac around. Is that not true? Esther around. 
He can turn them around. Why would we want to limit it? But you know what, saints of God, it'd be good for you to praise him. It'd be good for you to thank him. If I gave you something, David, and you were grateful for it, I'd never give you something again. Hmm? Is that not true? You've given everything. You gave glory. You gave this and you gave that. And there's no response of thanksgiving. My, my, my. I say, well, why would I do that? But I've got boys, by the grace of God, you give them something. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. You've given us this. You've given us this. Thanks, Dad. You know what that does to a person's heart? You want to give more. Amen. So there should be more of an expression of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. I got two ladies sitting here. They're sisters in Christ and aunties. How many hours would you add up? Add up your hours of praying for Angelica. How many hours praying for Gabe? How many hours praying for Dan? How many hours? Hmm? Did God answer your prayer? Yes, he has. So do tell me, where's Josh? Come on, where's Josh? Josh is going to be here. Hallelujah. He does not love one more than the other. Hallelujah, Brother Norm. We prayed for your children. We prayed for them. And we'll continue to pray for them. But I'm expecting them. We are witnesses. Amen. Amen. Maybe we should get a microphone around here. Do you have a microphone? Where, honey? Oh, which one? This one okay? All right. All right. We are witnesses. Amen. Can I give you one? Can I give you a witness? Turn to Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Better move down my page, and then we'll get moving. And I really like everybody to read it. If you don't have a Bible, put your hand up and I'll get you one. Yep. Bring your Bible. Bring it to church. That's your sword. Yeah. All right. Romans 6.14. Read it out loud, please. Oh, my, my, my. Capstone shouting, grace, grace, grace. Okay, can I, let's now, we'll read it together, just the first part of that text. For sin shall not have. Not over your home. Not over your individual life. Not over your children. Not over your children's children. Sin, unbelief, will not have dominion over you. Do I hear an amen? I hear it, Dan. Do I hear an amen, Dan? Gabe, do I hear an amen? I saw you in the prayer line also. Don't you remember? Brother Tom might be getting old, but his memory's still strong. Glory. That's exactly right. I love him. Sin. Brother Peter. Sheila. 
Here, here comes your prayers. This is your prayers. When you see the Holy Ghost, you will receive divine energy. That divine energy gone after those boys. Though that divine energy has watched over those boys. That divine energy saved those boys. <laughs> that divine energy is going to fill those boys. Come on. If he can do it for that family, can he do it for yours? If he did it for mine, can he do it for yours? Matthew, I need another preacher. Come on. Come on. That's what we want. Orrin, you're a tremendous blessing to me. He's blessed me more this last camp. It's just like, well, I don't know what the Lord did, but every time I looked at him, all I saw was the presence of the Lord and love all over him. You should be proud of that, boy. Brother Nate, <laughs> are you? I'm with you. I'm standing with you, Dad. I'm standing with every one of you. Sin shall not have, Sister Bev, unbelief will not have dominion over you. Put it in your own life. Put it in your own life. Well, Brother Tom's getting really exercised there. I want you to get exercised. It is a divine energy that comes from our Father. For dominion, or let let me do it in in another uh, translation. For sin will not no longer master over you. Young people, if God delivered you at this camp, he doesn't deliver you to lose you. He does not save you to lose you. The power that God gave you now then is the same power that will hold you from now until eternity. Hallelujah. Saints of God. Listen, I don't know what your personal problems are. Only you do. Only you do. Everybody has their own personal situations. And we're not here as ministers to delve into your own personal life. But that's why he's a personal God. That he can deal with your personal situation. And do not limit him. He's unlimited. Remember, it's a power or unlimited strength that's at your disposal, Sister Rebecca. It's at your disposal. If it's at my disposal, I'm going to take it. Yep, That's the type of person I am. If it's at my disposal, I'm going to use it. Come on. It's at my disposal. My Bible says it's at your disposal. Then use what's at your disposal. Zach, isn't that true? Zachary? True? Oh, I'm sorry. Josiah. Mm, Help me, Lord. I am getting old. Josiah. God dealt with him. Sovereignly. This is a young man we've watched grow up as a little boy to a man who weighs things out. Is that right, Dad? Weighs it out. But the decision was made. The decision was made. He was baptized. He was baptized. And Daddy didn't even know about it. Daddy didn't even know about it. 
Because it was his personal decision. Glory! That's power! Power! And we had the privilege and honor to baptize you. And it will hold through... What year university are you in now? Third. Well, I knew what third was all about. And all hell broke loose. (laughs) But it'll hold you through third, fourth, fifth, marriage. (laughs) And he said, amen. (laughs) It holds. It keeps. It's a power at your disposal. And I'm not going to let it go. Come on, Jacob. I'm not going to let it go until you bless me. Hallelujah. People want to let it go. They leave these church, the church service. Oh, isn't that a nice service? And that's all they remember of the service. I don't want you to ever forget the service. I am his witness. Can you say that with me? I am his witness. Why? Why? Because he gave me power. He gave me the Holy Ghost. It's a power. Conquers feelings, emotion, affections, reason, imagination. It conquers them all. Puts them under your feet. Because sin will not have dominion over. Amen. Right answer. Glory. Praise be to God. Sin will no longer be master over you. It might have held you down before camp. It cannot hold you down now. It will not. Cannot. Deny it. Draw on your disposal. Sin will have no more dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you're under grace. For the word of God, for the word of God speaks, Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, the word of God. I have to believe that through camp, the word of God came over that pulpit, and the word of God cut away those demons. Demons of doubt and unbelief. I have to believe for what I saw. 20 people could have, 20 people could have come up to a prayer line. 20. That would have been just marvelous. 10. 10 would be good. One. Fantastic. Have Holy Ghost filled men lay their hands. The Bible says you shall lay your hands on the. And they shall. Is there anything wrong with that? Do Do you see anything wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that. I love these men to lay their hands on me, which they did. And people want to say, well, you're getting too Pentecostal. What is that all about? It's because they don't have it, so now a doctrine starts coming. It's like there was a doctrine coming in the early 80s. No more prayer. No more salvation. People were getting saved. How does that doctrine work? Huh? No more prayer because they didn't have prayer life. So let's make a doctrine around what, what we're doing. Saints, throw it out. Say what a prophet says. Say what that word says. Deny anything that is contrary to the word of God. Amen. 
For the word of God is quick. It's powerful. It's sharp. Than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joint of marrow. And is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. What I marvel at is when men of God stand behind a pulpit and the word goes over the pulpit and said, I know their situation, and how do they know that? <laughs> you say, well, you got to have a prophet tell you where you live or what address you're at or what the problem is. You have men of God who are being now used of God because it's the word of God coming across to you, discerning your heart. It's not used in that certain vessel, but it's still a five-fold ministry. And lives were being changed. Hearts were being molded. And for that, I am eternally grateful to our Lord Jesus. So let me just close off with this, because I'm going to have a few of you come up. Whoever feels to come up. Bible goes, says here, for the word of God speaks speaks and is alive and here we go again the word of God speaks it's alive and it's full of power now don't get this mixed up with not by might not by power but by my spirit saith the Lord that power in Zechariah just to help you with that if it's playing with your mind not by might, not by power. That power is human in instrumentality of human power. This power is dunamis power, which is God power. Amen. Divine energy power. So it won't be by your strength. It won't be by your human ability. But it's by my spirit, which is power. Now listen what it says here. For the word that God speaks, the word of God, is full of power. It's alive and full of power. Here we go. Come on, be, now be ye my witnesses. It's full of power. Making the word active. Yes, amen. Operating. Amen. Energizing. Amen. And effective. Hallelujah. So once you've got the word of God and that word is now living in you and that power is becoming a reality, it's an active power. It's an effective power. It's an operating power. And that's why you must be born again. Everybody hear me up in the balcony. You must be born again. If you're born again, you have that divine energy. God moved in a supernatural way through the word, through our camp. And I want to thank the Lord Jesus because it didn't take just man hours of labor and we had hundreds of that. But it took prayer and the prayer meetings and prayer men and prayer warriors. And we had family prayer meeting before the camp, didn't we not? And did God answer our prayers? 
I want to hear a rousing amen. He sure did. Those that were at home praying, I know there's those that are at home praying when we're having a prayer meeting. I know that. And so I want you to know we have a God that hears. Brother Roy, is that not true? He hears and he answers. And I got to believe what God did at our little camp. God heard and he answered. Can you rejoice? I want to give God the glory because it's not man, it's God. Hallelujah. Listen, saints, I don't know if some of you know it or not, but we had a sister that was up till two in the morning. People were in the tent praying. Brother Murphy, Brother Michael, they were praying at the altar. They were praying till two in the morning. And there is a lovely young sister in our church that the Holy Spirit took a hold of her, ran around the building with her eyes closed. We're not talking Book of Acts 2,000 years ago. Come on. We're talking about a God that's present now. Hallelujah. Glory. This is what we want. We don't want a dead church. We want a living organism. Hallelujah. And everyone should open their mouths right now and thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That does not happen by just, oh, come to church. No, that happens by burdened men and women, such as you are. Burdened ministry, such as we have. God comes down. And I don't know why we're not standing on our feet, glorifying an old Holy Ghost himself, saying this is divine energy that's come from above. Lord, let your energy deliver Samuel and give him a peace of mind. Amen. Brother EBA, the waters are stirring. The angels of God are here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, well, you said it before. I'll say it again. You said it before. I'll say it again. Look at this little man here. Look at this man. This is a man. Hey, Mike. Do I remember you when you were this one? You were ping pong. Ping pong ball. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Look at you. Amazing. Don't take it for granted. It took prayers of mommy, took prayers of daddy, took prayers of ministry, deacons, elders. Michael, you're a fine man. Hallelujah. And as parents, we know our children. God is so glorious. Amen. Amen. Well, anybody want to give a testimony for the glory of God? Anybody want to be a witness? I title it. You do. Well, Brother EBA, I don't mind coming down to you. I'm coming. I'm coming. We're just about there. 
Praise the Lord. I think I'm going to come forward. You sure? I'll come with you. Um, the devil thought he's got me, but the more he tries, the more he finds out that I'm a very terrible man to hold. Um, you want to go up or down? Yeah, I'll go up. Okay, one I'll step. Next step. There you go. There you go. All right. Glory. Now let's turn around and face who you're talking to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, I just want to thank the Lord because um, it's been a terrible battle for the past one and a half years or more than one and a half years. But the one thing I find is God has been giving me the strength to hold on to and to hear about divine energy this morning. Uh, it's just like I, I, I just hold it up to God and say, Lord, yeah. uh, if you were not there for me at my trying times, it would have been all over for me. This is when people go into depression mm-hmm. and then just maybe shut themselves down. But for me, it's just a time of just reflecting, listening to the word and finding strength and patience. And um, I tell you, God has been pouring in his revelation in my life too. Yes, he has. give me the grace to stand. It hasn't been easy. I'm just here to say the devil is a liar. Yeah. I'm also here to say that um, this morning I woke up with these thoughts. Um, the prophet talked about uh, the right mental attitude yes. to every divine promise. Yes, yes. Surely bring it to pass. Amen. And I was just thinking, I said, Lord, yeah, what is that right mental attitude? He said, just think the word to be truth. Confess it. Yeah. Believe it. Amen. Keep walking. Yes, sir. Amen. So I, I stand on that. And then I'm telling the devil, it's a liar. Yes, it's sir. A liar. He can't hold me back. Amen. I've been set free. You know, you know um, the Bible says something in John 8, 32. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, um, say, whosoever the son of man has set free mm-hmm. is free, free indeed. indeed. And then he also say, um, um, you shall know the truth. Yes, sir. And the truth shall set you free. That's what I want. And if you look at the Bible, Jesus said, I'm the truth. And we have Christ, the truth, in this hour. So there's no reason why I should not be set free. Amen. So I'm standing yes, for that freedom. Amen. And I'm claiming it in the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. And then um, I also want to thank everybody for your prayers. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, Satan, it's, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. It's a complete lie. You're under my feet. You've been defeated. Yes, I've been set free. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stand here one day and read my Bible again. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. It's, it's not by my power. Mm-hmm. It's not by my mind. No, it's by His Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Glory. Amen. Amen. And I also want to tell <laughs> Sister Ella. Ella, it's okay. We'll be fine. Yeah. The enemy is under our feet. Under Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Take you right down here. Musicians, why don't you come?
We're going to have a little couple of songs. Anybody else want to give God the glory? You do, Joe? Come on up. Succinct and to the point. Because we've got a few that want to raise their hand and give God the glory. Here's a lovely young man. Amen. I just want to, it's a short testimony. So before, I think it was Saturday morning, I was sitting with uh, some of uh, the other brothers, like Abraham and Dan, and we were talking about like a very sobering uh, topic of missing the rapture. And I think Brother Ron Spencer had a vision or something, and he saw like, uh, it was a very sobering moment. So he went to the service really, really focused. And I remember at the end of the service, I was just praying, and I saw Brother Andrew Spencer, and I was like, I, I need to go and at least like grab a hold of him and pray and just, you know, confirm myself. And so I went and I, I grabbed a hold of him. He was just so, so tired. But I was like, I'll be holding him up and we'll be praying together. And uh, right, when, right when I grabbed a hold of him and he, he turned to me and he said, I know you're a believer. And for myself, it was just like we prayed and I, I told him my, my requests and things. We prayed, but just to hear that like the spirit in me is agreeing with the Holy Spirit that's around him. Mm-hmm. For me, that was a huge confirmation Amen. and Amen. just brought a lot of peace into my life. So. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Do you want to say something? Yes, I thought you would. So God's been dealing with me since I was super little and, you know, always been fighting every single day, right? Because I came from a different, uh, I came from a tribe and it's a little bit different here, right? So I came and I was struggling with the language English, which I'm still struggling with every day. And uh, despite anything, God is always telling me, like, these are just trials that you're going to go through, but it's going to make you stronger. And this is the, this is the thing, though. Even, even then, when I was so little, I always knew I had a God, right? Yes, sir. That, that is Jesus. That's it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I never had a doubt, even on the worst days that I have since I was little. I always went to God. I was like, God, you know, today might not be the best day, but it can be a day where I'm learning something new. And it's, some, it's a day where, like, it's a struggle, but it's okay, right? We, it's just we have to change our perspective, right? Like, we tell uh, ourselves, like, if someone says something bad to us, we're always thinking about the one little bad thing. But, come on, God has given us so many good things. Why, why are we, like, sad about that, right? <laughs> right? So, grew up struggling and all that stuff, but I was never, I was, ne- I was never, I get down, but it's okay, though. I always get back up, because I know my God, that's it. And, and he was telling me, it's like, I have to go somewhere. I just have to leave home. It's not, it's not, this place is not for you yet. And, and, you know, there comes a time where I was thinking, I was like, oh, what is this feeling that I'm just, I want to leave. So I, I took my bag and I left. I didn't, I didn't tell my mom, like, you know, I didn't tell where my mom, like, where I was going. But my mom knew where I was going because she was always praying for me, right? But I was just needed to find God. That's what it was. Find, find the place where I belong. And, and I was a lost sheep. That's what it was, sure. right? And, and through that, I just went. And then finally, you know, I met a brother, Jariah. You guys all know him. He's always, he's awesome, right? And he told me to come out here. He's like, 
oh, you should come out. And I was, I, was, I was searching. I was hungry. I was thirsty for God, right? I read the Bible every, every time in the morning. And I'm just like, God, just reveal the words to me. I was lost. I didn't understand. But every time I came to one of the services, God has revealed a new thing for me. Every single time, right? And then... I came and to the camp, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful it is, right? That was probably my first camp, and I know I'll, I'll, I will remember that for the rest of my life, right? Amen. Just God doing his blessings to everybody and, you know, people praising the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Amen. Jesus. Amen. But, you know, and then that's all I got to say. You know, you can come from anywhere, whatever your background is, God will deal with you individually. And when he works with you individually, you know that God is there for you all the time, every day. He is the same today, yesterday. Amen. 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 That's all. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to give testimony in my life because, as you know, I've been here in the message all my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I never gave my heart to Christ. I was always holding something back. And um, I always lived the message as a rule of do's and don'ts, right. which we've heard in the services is what we're not supposed to do, we want it to be alive in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, so one thing that I've never said to anybody is I've, been, I've struggled with music for years, mm-hmm. wrong music, worldly music. And uh, February camp, I was delivered from that. Oh my. But that was the symptoms. That was not the inside. I didn't have that real experience with God yet. Mm. And uh, come May, I fell back into that pattern. I fell back into that music. And I got delivered a bit from it again in the young people's on music. But again, it was just the symptoms. Sure. So when, uh, a metaphor that I was thinking about is when you're gardening and you have a weed, mm-hmm. you pull up the roots. Mm-hmm. You don't uh, just clip off the flowers because it's going to grow again. The weed will come back. So that's when I came to camp. That's what I wanted it, for God to come inside, to change me from the inside to the outside. And that's what he did. And he spoke to me, and he said, uh, I think it was the Thursday service, and the Thursday service, and he was talking about how uh, the door, Jesus is knocking on the door, right? Yeah, and yeah. the door doesn't have a handle. Right. You have to let him in. <laughs> and I think I had approached this experience from the wrong thing. I've come to God before, and I've said, Jesus, change me. But I didn't take that step to letting him into my heart. I was expecting him to break through the door, break through the window, and sure. be like, here you go, you're a Christian now. But you have to kind of step forward and, you know, I say, I surrender. So, thank Jesus. And there's this one scripture that I, I just want, felt on my heart uh, that came to me during camp. And this is just in closing for me. <laughs> Continue! <laughs> So, Romans 8, verses 15 and 16. 
For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. And so then it is not of him that willeth, nor him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As Brother Ron would say, boo devil. Huh? Come on. This is our children. Mummies and daddies that have little children. This is what God's going to do. Amen. He's going to save them to the uttermost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ah, you can play something soft. Some victorious soft song. Now, there is a paradigm. Anybody else? Tremendous testimonies. We are his witnesses. Here you've heard some tremendous ones. Tremendous already. Divine energy walking up these stairs. God bless you, Michelle. Okay, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, So I wasn't at camp, obviously. Too old. (laughs) Um, But the before service... Um, July 27th. Yes. I mean, everybody knows I was up at the altar. It kind of just happened. Um, but I was really struggling for years, like a, a couple years mm-hmm. at least, like when the borders closed down. Not at first, but then after. Um, with doubt. And I don't even really know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't even really know, like, where it came from. Um, I think over time, like, if you're not feeding on the word constantly, things can come in, right? Um, anyways, but I would sit in service, and, like, the ministers would be preaching, like, God loves you, God cares for you. This is just a really basic example. And I would audibly hear, like, in my mind, like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't love you. doesn't care for you. Like, look at your life. You know, friends have left, or... You know, different things. He clearly doesn't love you. He clearly doesn't care. And I was like battling back and forth. Like, no, I don't believe that. Like, I've seen him moving my whole life, you know. Um, And I would try just to overcome it myself. And anyways, after that service, uh, very following service, I came and not one trace of doubt Everything that the brothers, you know, everything you said or whoever was preaching, I don't know. Yes. Um, just belief and faith. And I was like, I believe that. And I agree with that. And Praise the Lord. Nothing. Michelle. Like, it wasn't there anymore. So Amen. Totally free. Give luck. Glory. Jack, are you going to say something? You want to come up together? You can, hey, you're just newlyweds, right? very special for me and my wife and um, there's been a couple uh, things that have happened in our lives that God has he's really shown himself and um, we've been living up in the Yukon working and 
God, he just, like, we'd have problems with our trailer, whatever. <laughs> and uh, we were driving down the road and the brakes weren't working. They were actually like just full, you touch the brakes, they'd go full on. Pulled over to the side of the road, <laughs> laid my hands on each tire and drove away. And the trailer worked completely normal. And the Lord just, yeah, he just touched the trailer. <laughs> and so I knew God, he, uh, with our prayers, he, he answers those. Amen. So then like two days later, our fridge stopped working. And so Jess was like, oh, the fridge isn't working. So I'm trying to fix it for a little bit. And I started getting late. So I, I went to bed and Jess was like, hey, the tr- still not working, whatever. And so Jess laid hands on the fridge, instantly turned on. God heard our prayers again. Amen. So coming into camp, I knew that no matter what we prayed for, God would, God would answer us. And um, I just knew that I needed God to like the fire of God in me. And I just kept hearing, uh, well, with the day of Pentecost, there was the people who stayed until the end and that's who God filled and that's who God touched. So that scripture kept going through my mind and it was, I think it was Friday night and it got to, I think service finished at 10 o'clock and I knew that it wasn't over yet. And we just stayed, and the presence of the Lord just fell down, and He touched me, and I'm not the same anymore. And He touched my wife, and it's just the joy of the Lord is is with us. And I just want to praise the Lord because I think, as Brother David said, there was the ten lepers, and only one came back. Yeah. And I want to be that one. Amen. So thank you, Lord. God bless you. Um, yeah, the Lord has been so good throughout the whole camp. It was just everything just matched. Everything flowed together, even with the skits about Esther. And, and I just realized, like, in that skit, how Haman had built that uh, hanging, how do you call it? The gallows for Mordecai, and he got hung on it. And I realized that that's what happens to Satan every time. And it happened last weekend, too. Amen. Um, at the end of Friday night service, I, I felt filled and I felt like the service was so amazing and I was just rejoicing the whole time. But at the end, I was just like, I just heard, I just felt that the Lord was calling me to take a step forward. And I was like, you know, I, I just heard something like go forward to receive the Holy ghost. And I was like, but I already have the Holy ghost. Like, but then I was like, well, Satan's not telling me to do that. So not in this atmosphere. So I'm, I just walked forward and I, I just surrendered. I was like, Lord, you know me, you can mold me, you, whatever you want to do with me, here I am and, and just do it. And then I just came forward with this petition, just like Esther did. Mm-hmm. And so I heard the king's call to the banquet and I went forward and I was like, I Haman has been trying to steal away from my people and, and my rights and I just want to take that back and then um, the sister came behind me and she just like she was like Lord grant her petition mm. and then uh, right away I knew he like it just came a revelation like okay he granted it and that was me rejoicing all night and, and just thanking the Lord and 
living the Pentecost. Amen, sister. God bless you, honey. God bless you. Hi, not really. Uh, it's okay. Thing, You're but, my friend. <laughs> so, um, for me at camp, I uh, I came in with a bit of a bitter attitude. I didn't really want to be there. Um, but my family convinced me to come help because it's just something our family does. Right. <laughs> Not that I wanted to, but I was there. So, um, so just coming into senior, um, I still had that better attitude, and just coming to service late from being in the kitchen and that. But by Saturday, I wanted to get out of the kitchen as soon as possible to, to get to service. Amen. And, and during that service, I just, I've been struggling with something in my life for a really long time. Brother Tom, you're the first person I ever told that to. Right. And I was struggling with this depression and oppression I'd had on, just on my life, just this, this void where whatever I put in, it would just, it's like a black hole. Right any joy, any happiness, anything like that. And I'd just been living with it and hiding it and because I didn't want anyone else to worry about me. I just kept it to myself. And, and I just asked God during that service before the prayer, I, I said, give me the strength just to be honest, just to Tremendous. ask for what I really need. And... So I was in the line, and I was just asking God to prepare my heart. I noticed, like, and just to do something for me. And I noticed uh, that you were taking personal requests, unlike other years. And I was like, just really make me ask for the right thing. And so I'm in the line, and I, I get up to you, and I say, I have this depression on my life. And you said, Brother Andrew, if you're up here, you can't have that depression. And then I was just, I was so confused in the moment because I was like, that's what I'm coming up here for. And, uh, and it took me a while. The devil was really fighting me on that. And it took me a while to, um, I was just thinking afterwards, the devil was really trying to steal it from me. And a brother came up and I asked God to send a brother, someone to pray for me sure. after. And I don't know who the brother was. Someone came up and prayed with me. I was on the edge of the tent. And then Dan also uh, came after that. But I, it took me a day or two to realize that that void was gone. Amen. It was all gone. And <laughs> Brother Tom, another thing is I was in the line. And that presence, it just, it just struck me in the line. Mm. And I haven't been the same since. Amen, Brother Andrew. We love you, buddy. Of the anger. Amen. Amen. You come into the presence of the Lord, all the devils have to leave, right? Amen. Hudson. Uh, I'll just quickly make this quick. Uh, you know, I think most people know here how the presence of the Lord came down on Saturday night. And uh, so 
I went in the prayer line. Uh, I think I, <laughs> I went back and looked, and I was in there waiting for like an hour and a half. And I uh, got to the prayer line. I told Brother Tom I wanted to drive a stake in the ground there Amen. at camp. And so afterwards, uh, I was just uh, praying. And just uh, it was just such an amazing atmosphere. Like, I've never been in such a service like that. The, just the Spirit of the Lord came. And it just, like, I don't know. I was, like, I don't know, just, like, screaming my heart out for <laughs> some of the burdens that I heard. Um, yeah, I heard other brothers praying, and I just entered into prayer with them and for their needs. It was just amazing. I've never been. It was just a very unique experience, and I just thank God, God for everything you. that he's done. God bless you. God bless you. want to say thank you Lord it was that Saturday night service while brother David was pre preaching I could feel the Lord moving in me and I was like I need to get baptized but I was like I'm gonna wait for next week Sunday and just then I heard brother David say young people don't wait your time is now and I was like that's for me and that's meant for me yes I'm going to the waters we are his witnesses God bless you. um before camp I think the bitter spirit was moving through my household because I've always looked forward to camp and I'd really wanted to be in the kitchen this year. And uh, Mike and Abigail needed counselors, so I was just really fighting. I didn't want to be a counselor. So I went to camp, and Wednesday, after we had finished cleaning up all the skits, I asked Charity if she would go to Artist Point with me. And all pre-camp, I'd pray, and it was like I was hitting a brick wall, and I couldn't get through. Mm -hmm. So we're on our way up to Artist Point, and I looked at my gas, and it was on empty. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I get to the top, and I thought, I should probably call Dad, let him like bring a jerry can up. So Charity was like, yeah, we better call your dad, but I was too proud. So I just kind of got in the car, and we were driving, and it was all the way on empty, 10 minutes before we got to the top. So on the way back, I'm watching my gas gauge go lower and lower. And I was like, well, Lord, you're just going to have to multiply my gas like you did the loaves and fishes. And I just kind of chuckled. It wasn't really a prayer, and I watched my gas gauge go up. And I made it all the way back to Maple Falls. So then coming into camp, it was a rough start. And thank you for your wisdom. Because I was able to then stay in the Friday night service. And Sister Joanne, thank you for putting our girls to bed. Because me and Jess were both in the tent very late. We had the youngest crew. And Sister Joanne was kind enough to go up and make sure they were safe and in their cabins. So I went up and I wasn't really sure how to voice what I needed but you had said the waters are stirring, what right. doth hinder? Right. And I wasn't sure how to put it into words, and Brother Tim came and prayed with me. Um, and then Brother Andrew came and just said a couple words, and it was just what I had been dealing with, but I didn't know how to express it. And then Brother Michael came and prayed with me over some things, and just that night was put me in line for my physical healing the next day, but I needed that spiritual healing and the renewal. 
So that was, I mean, I've never been in the tent till 1.30 a.m. before, so it was a really special time, just in the quietness. And Friday, Saturday morning, Brother Andrew had said how his sister Whitney was uh, at the edge of the tent and her dad had walked by and he prayed for her baby right. and she was healed of all of her stomach conditions. So I've had sensitivities that had come up since I was in my early 20s. It started with lactose intolerance and then I couldn't eat gluten and then it was just anything like onions bother my stomach, everything. So um, a couple months ago, it was so bad, I'd try and lay down and the acid coming up my throat it was, I was so painful I couldn't sleep. So I just went forward and I was like, well, but Andrew asked what I was there for. And I'd never thought it was something to get prayed for before. I thought it was just something I deal with and it was just life. So I explained it to him and I've never seen someone's entire face change. And he just looked past me and he goes, you know, that's a nervous spirit. And I said, yes, because whenever I'm listening to the prophet, he calls out stomach conditions and he says, it's not a stomach condition, it's a nervous. So I was like, yes, I know that. Um, so this is part of me winning, <laughs> beating the devil over that nervousness because I feel like I could just fall over. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, he was just like, prayed a very simple prayer. But as he was speaking to me, I felt that presence come down like I've never experienced before. Mm. And he just prayed a very simple prayer. And he said, um, he said, you're healed. Do you believe me? I said, yes, I, I believe you. So he goes, when you go home, it's going to get worse, but never let a negative confession come out of your mouth. And my mom's always talking to me about, you know, the positive, express the positive. So I went to lunch, and I looked at lunch, and it was bratwurst and onions. And immediately, my heart sunk, and I was so nauseous. So I told the sister I'd help her with something, so I just left. And I was like, oh, I don't need lunch. And when I got to her, she said, no, I want you to eat lunch first. So I was like, well, Lord, you healed me. So I took a big mm -hmm. amount of onions and put it on my bratwurst. And later I went to go tell Amberly what the Lord had done for me. And I realized I hadn't had any acid reflux since lunch. And then that night I went and I had uh, real bread. <laughs> and there was no reaction. Glory. Um, and the next morning there was Olive Garden salad and I always pick out all the onions and all the peppers. And I was like, well, Lord, you healed me. So now I can eat it. And I had no reaction Amen. to any of the food. <laughs> I have that in my notes, Tiffany. I have that in my notes. Brother Bram prayed for the sister. And, he's, and she went home. And she kept on confessing it. And her husband said, well, honey, that's good. That's good to have that confession, but, you know, just don't eat it. And Brother Brown said, the high priest only moves by your confession. And God totally healed her, and she did exactly what you did. She ate it, and she ran down the neighborhood. We are his witnesses. God bless you. Well, I didn't really want to come down, but then Tiffany came down, and I know what the Lord did for her at camp, so I have to stand here and testify. I've talked to a few people about this, but in about uh, September or October of 2021, I 
um, started to struggle with severe anxiety and um, it's not something I really struggled with as badly before but I ended up dropping out of school mm. and struggled with a lot of things and I've had prayer multiple times with the brothers I've gone for counseling sure. and right before camp I started to see it's something that's gone up and down it's got better it's got worse um, but before camp I started to see a difference and I went up in the prayer line primarily for deliverance from fear and anxiety and I had a list of other things with me as well but that was primarily what I went up for and um, I just want to stand here and testify and say that I've seen that change continue my mind is clearer I no longer struggle with Amen. severe anxiety attacks Glory. and um, one of the classes that I ended up dropping out of in 2021 I went back to complete and by God's grace finished it up yesterday Amen. So. <laughs> great testimony Well, I figured I better come up since <laughs> Tiffany and I made a pact to change our language and encourage each other in confession. Um, so just a backstory. So before camp, the last several years, I've been dealing with a chronic illness. And so that has been a huge trial in my life. And so going into camp, I was extremely worried about energy levels and fatigue and like how it feel. And so he spoke about divine energy. And so I feel like I had to say this as well. Um, going into junior camp, we had went early to help out with the activities and everything like that and throughout the entire junior camp I just had like this divine energy <laughs> and supernatural energy like everyone knows but um, people that know me and know what I struggle with kept like going like coming up to me being like oh, are you doing okay like are you okay and I was like yeah I feel great and I was like my eyes were bright and I was like super energetic and everything so then um, going into senior camp, um, yeah, that even that night that the tent was open till 2 a.m., I was in the tent till literally the, one of the last people to leave till 2 a.m., and I was, like, feeling great, like, feeling totally fine. Um, and so then in senior camp, we were kind of busy helping with everything, and I was like, my main priority was just to be a counselor. Um, and then the Saturday morning devotion, I had gone into church kind of late, like, rushing in a little bit because we were helping with stuff, and so... Then I sat in, and I was just kind of thinking, like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, more time to prepare for this service. Um, and then the second brother, Andrew, came to the pulpit. He just said, we will see miracles today. He yes. said, expect the unexpected. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, that's probably for me. And so, um, like, halfway through the service or so, um, like, a few people said, then brother Andrew mentioned that lady with the stomach issue. And part of what I'd been dealing with had resulted in major stomach issues and, like, I went, she, he talked about how that lady could only eat a certain amount of foods and like different things like that. And so at one point I was down to eating only seven foods, like a very small amount. And so that was really difficult. Um, and so I just, he walked over to the stage after he had just said that and we like locked eyes for a moment and I just like raised my hand and I said, amen. I like immediately claimed it for myself. Amen. And so then um, after that, towards the end of the service, he had said a few things that were just like totally my entire situation. And I was like battling with like, oh, I shouldn't go to the front. Like, it's not really that kind of service. And like, you know, I'm supposed to be the counselor. Like I should be praying for my, you know, girls and all of these things. And so then I just had this compelling like feeling to just go to the front. And so I had to wait a while, but I went to the front. And then um, finally Mike directed 
Andrew, Brother Andrew over to me. And then um, immediately I just started telling him what you know the last few years has looked like for me and how it had been and things like that. Um, and so then he, like someone said, he immediately, his face changed. And so he just like looked off to the side and his eyes kind of rolled back into his head. Um, and he said, when you said, when I said that, and when you said, amen, he said, I looked over at you and I saw a dark spirit hanging over you. Mm. And then I saw it leave. And so, yeah. And so that was obviously very impacting. (laughs) And so then he said, you're already healed. He said, like you said, amen, and you stepped out and you confessed it and you believed it. So you're already healed. Um, and so I was just like, oh my goodness, yeah, like I did have the faith, I do believe. And so he said, you're already healed. And he went over a few things with me, just said, keep confessing it. And like the same thing, like it probably will get worse. <laughs> he's like, but keep confessing it. And so then I was like, okay, he's not even going to pray with me. Like it already happened. <laughs> like we just, you know, believed and then I accepted it. And so then that was totally exactly what I needed, just an encouragement. And like the whole rest of the camp, I still had amazing energy and everything like that. So going home, then the devil's definitely been fighting. <laughs> so I'm just like here to confess it and believe it that Amen, I'm completely sister. healed. Yeah. Amen. You are. God bless you. Amen. Come on up, here but here we go the Lord didn't give me the experience that I had without you know coming up here so um, going into camp I've never been had such high expectations for camp Um, there's a lot of things going on for junior and after junior I was so tired I'm like are we still alive over here (laughs) don't know but you know I was tired coming into the services and I was like Lord please just give me just a renewal a refresh like put on my glasses so I don't see my squinty eyes and but um Thursday night just completely blew me out of the water I had the expectations that I had and I've never had such high expectations but I didn't even expect how high it would reach um and I know even like the devotion or the the morning services they're usually just more uh it feels like a devotional and okay lunch at noon and we're gone no, it's no one cared about the food. Everybody was way past noon and everything. So Friday morning, I I just felt the need to go up for prayer just because I was believing for a certain individual and multiple, but essentially for one certain individual. And I've never, I feel like we've never been so close to him coming back. And so I, I went up to the front Friday morning. I had Uncle Mike pray for me. I said, this is, this is it. I just need the confirmation. I need the faith. I need to, we need to pray for our family members. Um, and he did. And, and then Saturday morning, what in the world? <laughs> um, I was standing there, and, you know, you dismissed. And I saw that Kenzie was at the front, um, which I know Kenzie and Isabel would have loved to be here today, but they're not here to testify. But... Um, she was standing at the front and she was just she was just crying out and brother Andrew and Uncle Mike were praying with her and I knew everybody had sat down but I just was still standing I didn't really care I was kind of in my own I was in my own thoughts and my prayers and just standing there with my hand raised my eyes closed and all of a sudden I felt like I heard my name and I, I was like what is happening and then someone grabbed my hand and it's really startled me but it was Uncle Mike and he said oh come here and him and brother Andrew had made their way down the aisle 
And I was like, what is going on? Like, it just felt like nobody was around. And he looked, he looked at me and then he looked above me and he said, you're a true believer and you've got a light above your head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I've never been told that in my life. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I heard from multiple people that he, once he was done finishing praying with Kenzie, that he had looked over down the aisle to me and said, do you see that? To Uncle Mike, there's a light above that woman's head. We need to go get it. And, and he, when he came to me, he said, you and who I just prayed for had the same need. And he said, so what are you praying for? I said, well, for my brother. And, and he said, I know that. And God knows that. And he is coming back. And it was just that confirmation. And, um, and I, really, I really appreciate it that I feel like we've never Amen. been so Amen. close to having him back. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we prayed and I apparently was very loud in my prayer, but I was just crying out. I didn't really care. And I've always been so self-conscious sure. of that. Sure. So I really didn't care at all. And, um, and I, I know he's coming back. I have the, such confidence. And even with Kenzie's faith and Isabel's, my mom's, and all of you praying for us, he is. And there's no doubt about it. And, and, you know, I was talking to Brother Andrew after, just asking him some questions like, after camp had ended. And he said, I didn't even know you two were sisters. But you, I, both, I saw the same need in both of you. And so I really do appreciate it. And, yeah. oh, God bless you, Andrew. Well, I was really, like, having trouble, like, believing in God. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. It was hard for me. And so in a, one of the prayer meetings, I just prayed to God, I need to believe in you. This is so hard. I need, I need you. And so I went into the prayer line, and I was praying for the Holy Ghost. But it wasn't also just that. It was that believe in him. And... As you were praying, Brother Andrew said, don't be nervous, it's just the angel. And I don't even know if he meant it in the way I got it, but it just showed that the angel was there and his presence just like was really amazing to me. And he just, I walked out of that prayer line differently. Amen. God bless you. Everyone knows my burden. Prior to camp, things had gotten really bad with my children, and uh, I would be crying all the time, sitting in church crying. Um, not that I disbelieved, I just having a hard, very hard time with it all. And so coming into camp, I, I came in because I wanted to help, and I was in the kitchen watching the prayer line, and I'm like, I really, really want to go in the prayer line. So... Um, Anyway, I had a chance to get up, run out of the, get out of the kitchen and go down there. And um, Brother Tom, I really appreciate it when I came up and you looked right at me. You knew it was for my family. Right. But you said, you said, put down a stake. This is it. This is, this is the time. Don't, don't worry about this no more. Just when the devil comes at you about your family, you just put down a stake. This is it. So um, I took a hold of that, and you told the brothers what I was there for, and they all laid hands and prayed. And as I was going through, I, I, I heard Brother Andrew say, because the devil comes at you. Sure. He says, oh, you wasn't a good mother. You didn't do things good. But I heard Brother Andrew say, 
you raised your children right. You did a good job. And uh, so after camp, I'd put down that stake. Amen. And every day I'm thank, thank you, Lord, yep. for Shalom's salvation, for Angela's salvation, for Isaac's salvation, for Ruth's salvation, for Esther's salvation. And it's been a real tight post, and I believe they are going to be here. Yes, exactly right. Sister Sherry, God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> you want to? Sure, I can come down. You can have whatever you like, sister. Just like, oh, I'm not going to miss anything. This was my first time to be able to come to summer camp in probably seven years. Wow. And the devil fought viciously with our family medically. And I don't remember if it was Thursday night or Friday night, but I said, I'm going to that meeting. And I just, the devil attacked, and it didn't look like it was possible. And so Samuel was going to stay with me, and they were going to go. And I just said, no, I'm not going to allow this. Good for you, Good for you, Lisa. As you all know, Samuel's been going through a real trial for about a year, and I know God healed him in those meetings. It doesn't matter what the symptoms show. Um, but Samuel has always served God and gave his heart to the yes. Lord when he was very young. And he felt to get rebaptized mm -hmm. recently, and it was a great victory. But the devil, you know, Brother sure. Tom, he's talked to you multiple times. So that service that I went ahead and pushed through, and by the time I got to service, the symptoms were all gone. Amen. And at some point, Brother David, there were people at the altar, and it wasn't a prayer line. Brother David was praying, and Jer um, Samuel asked Jeremiah if he would go up with him because he's very shy. And Brother David was praying for Samuel. And on the way to camp, we prayed as a family, and Samuel said, Mommy, I want to ask the Lord to give me the Holy Ghost. Yes. And I said, well, honey, I already believe you have the Holy Ghost. And he said, well, then a refilling. Yes, I'll take it. So he went up. I don't know what he said to Brother David, but Brother David prayed for him. And I have the pillar of fire in my bedroom because someone had preached that that pillar of fire is with you. And so you know what your children gaze upon. Mm -hmm. So Samuel's grown up seeing the pillar of fire. And he said, Mommy, Mom, he said, I don't know what happened. He said, but I saw a white light, and it looked like the pillar of fire. Mm. And he said, and it went into my heart. And this power, this divine energy, yes, power is. went yes. into his heart. And he said, it was so powerful, I knew that God had either given me the Holy Ghost or he had refilled me Amen. with the Holy Ghost. And you know what? He's not been the same. Amen. And then we went to the prayer line. It was a greater victory. So I just want to thank the Lord for healing me, Amen. for healing Samuel. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, are we going to be here all day? Do you want one more? Short. Okay, Sister Precious. Come on, my man. People can see you. 
I, I was sort of debating whether I was going to sort of share this testimony, but I really want to. Um, I think this year I've sort of realized that camp is not just a moment. It's not just an event. Right. Um, it's, it's a journey throughout the entire year. And specifically, I want to say that, you know, the service before camp, mm-hmm. you were speaking, Brother Tom, and I don't know if you might remember this moment when you looked at me mm-hmm. and you kind of really stopped me in my tracks. And you said, Sister Precious, how God will take somebody from Nigeria mm-hmm. and bring them to university and save them. And it's amazing because in July 27, that was just the three days before you said that, Brother Tom, was nine years since I've been baptized. Mm. And Brother Tom, when you said that, I thought of the love of God. You know, there are many times that I felt like quitting, that I felt like just going away. Mm. But when you set up my heart, rejoiced. Amen. And when I went to camp, I was just so filled with God's joy. Praise the Lord. And I knew that God had done something real for me. Amen. Sister Precious, God bless you. That's great. Sure. Sorry, Brother Tom, I just had to speak. Yes. Um, I had gone into camp with three very strong expectations, and I don't usually write them down, but I did for this camp. Um, And God met all of those expectations, but for sake of time, I'm going to take hours (laughs) to talk about them all. Um, I'll just talk about one. I had gone, and I had written down that I I wanted the Lord to use me at camp. And on the Friday night... um, the altar call for the Holy Ghost came down and I saw somebody that I wanted to pray with um, but I didn't go because I was afraid of like doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing and somebody else came to pray for that person and I realized that I often let those opportunities slip by when the Lord says please go and, and, and pray with someone or speak to somebody um, because I'm afraid and so after the altar had cleared and I just went up and I, I wanted to pray and I asked the Lord that he would take that fear from me because I had to let, if I wanted God to use me, I had to let him use me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the next morning, Saturday morning, um, there's somebody I wanted to pray with and my heart was beating like triple time <laughs> and I didn't want to go and I was looking around for somebody else to go because I really didn't want to go. <laughs> and I was like, there's got to be somebody who's better at this. Um, but there wasn't. And so I went up and prayed with that person. And I know the Lord dealt with them. And I know the Lord's going to work on their needs. Sure. Um, but on the uh, night of the prayer night, um, I went up because the Lord dropped really strongly. I wasn't going to go in the prayer line at all. That I needed to go up in the prayer line for that fear. And um, when I was about halfway through the line. Um, I just was praying, and the Lord put on my heart that if you want to get what you want from this prayer line, you have to believe that I can give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I went through the prayer line, um, Brother Andrew said, you're going to testify. And then he asked me again, are you going to testify? And I said, yes, I'm going to testify. And and he prayed with me, and um, Brother David also prayed that the Lord would give me peace. And 
I can say that the Lord's dealt with that fear and the Lord's given me peace. Amen, Sister Emily. Tremendous. Thank you. I'm quite nervous right now, but I had been struggling with fear, and I had, but not anymore, because I went up in the prayer line, and when I was going through Brother David, me and my mom had actually talked a lot about it, and we were like, no, you fear not and everything, and I went through, and the one thing I heard very clearly was Brother David was like, no, fear not. And then I was like, no, it's gone. So, yeah. Amen, sweetheart. Thank you, Sean. Well, this is definitely not what I want to do. And I apologize to my family because I haven't even shared with them. I have a very hard time sharing anything. (laughs) Um... Saturday night, I was working in the kitchen. Sherry and I had finished preparing the skit, the snack, and we were just sitting up there wanting to be down, but too tired to want to walk down. And Joel came in. And thank you, Joel. And he said, Glenn wants you to come down. Mm. So I came down, and Glenn came to me, and he said, you need to go to the prayer line. And I'd been struggling for years with tinnitus. Extremely bad. Mm. 24 hours a day, constant ringing in your mm. head. And they can't do anything for tinnitus. But God can. Yes, yes. And he goes, I want you to go get prayed for. And I said, well, honey, I have been prayed for. And he says, but sweetheart, the anointing is so strong on the platform. I said, okay. And I got in and I thought, Lord, forgive me. And I prayed. It was a long line. I was up the tent. I had a while. I said, I want to go through the right attitude, but I just I wasn't feeling led to be prayed for for many years. Okay. But that morning, Brother Andrew had been speaking about healing and his dad, how great it'd be, but how much greater is a soul. And my younger brother's life is such a mess. But my mom died claiming the token for her sons. And I just really felt pressed not to go for me, but to go for him. And I got up there and Glenn started to say what my need was. And I said, I just put my hand on his arm and I said, I do need healing. But healing's a season. And my brother's soul needs saved. And Brother Andrew, I had my eyes closed and I opened it. And he said, look at me and don't be afraid. And I can honestly say I've never seen a look like that on someone. And I knew it wasn't him. And he said, because you didn't ask for it, I give you your healing, your hearing. And he put his arm, hands on my ears and he said, I give you your hearing. And I believe he did. Amen. And I'm walking in it. Amen. And then he prayed. And he said, Lord, I'm sending this prayer out into the atmosphere. And he said, for two sons. And I was like, Lord, I asked for my brother. 
And then it came to me. I have two brothers, mm. and they both need saved. And I was standing there for my mother to claim that token That's that she tremendous. believed all her life. And I believe Amen, that it God bless you. Tremendous. Amen. And we do. I was pretty nervous sitting in my seat, yeah. but I was going to miss my chance to praise the Lord. So I've been dealing with this skin disease all over my body for like mm -hmm. the last six or seven months. And even right before camp, yeah, I just got it really bad. Like I showed up to the skin on Monday. I just had my hood over my head. <laughs> I had a hat on. Right. I had glasses on. Cause I was like just so red, just all over my face, mm. all over my all, my, all over my body and I was a I think everyone that was in Sequoia has seen a miracle <laughs> yes. so every every service even before camp I said if there's one miracle in this tent let it be me mm. and that was just my prayer all weekend long and then every service it was like boom that was for me that was for me that was for me lay your hands on the sick they'll be healed yeah and then Brother Andrew talked about the man with the skin disease, and he was healed. Yeah. I was like, boom, that was for me. Yeah. And then Thursday morning, Brother Mike, he's like, where's Gabe Ray Kajroka? <laughs> that was for you. Yeah. So I think this whole camp, that was, yeah. it was what I needed. Amen. Spiritually and physically. Mm. And um, even Friday, Friday morning, I couldn't even get up for breakfast. Mm. I was just like laying on the couch in Sequoia. I was just like, my skin hurt so bad. So I was just laying there. The people were going for choir, and I was like, um, uh, I can't even go. And then just all through the weekend, Brother Mike prayed for me on Friday morning. Yeah. Then I got prayed for Saturday morning. Yeah. Saturday evening. Yeah. So I got more than a double portion, Brother Tom. I got a hundred times. <laughs> So Amen. I just want to praise the Lord Amen. for healing me. God bless you, Gabe. God bless you. I do too. I do too. All right. This will be the last. Oh, okay, sorry. I just uh, want to give the Lord praise. Um, I'll be honest. In junior camp, I was just putting before the Lord. He's given me two specific promises from his word for my family. First for Isaac and Violet, and then for my other boys too. And that was just last year in Kings, uh, first, uh, second Kings um, 8. And um, I just was saying to the Lord in junior camp, Lord, you gave me these promises, but I want to see them fulfilled. And I kept saying that to him, Lord, I want to see it fulfilled. And so then um, senior camp came and um, I was headed. We were all driving. Uh, I can't remember if it was Reed. No, he was Friday. So we were all driving with Serena and we were heading to camp. And I had texted Isaac to let him know we're going to camp, you know, so he knew what was going on. And he said, oh, Violet's in the hospital, Mum." And, you know, Violet was due on the 20th of August, and this is like um, whatever it was. And I said, uh, it was the third. And um, I said, oh, you're teasing me, thinking he was teasing me. And he didn't respond, so I'm like, okay, I've got to try and find out if this is real. So I'm phoning Charlene, I'm phoning Violet, I'm not getting anyone, then Violet phoned me back. 
She said, yes, I've been at the hospital since six in the morning, and this is like going to camp. I says, oh, well, I can't just turn around because we're heading to camp. So I said, Lord, you know, you just have to take care of the situation because I'm going to camp. <laughs> so, of course, she was a burden on my heart and I'm in the service and, and uh, wonderful service, like just unreal, this whole, the whole camp service. And so anyways, we're heading home and Jay had to drop off Sister um, Rena to home. And then when he came back, I says, I'm going, I'm sorry. We had already um, had been for junior camp, so basically everything was ready. So I just, you know, threw a couple more things in. I said, I'm going to the hospital. It was like one o'clock in the morning. So, um, and so then uh, I got, got there and, uh, you know, Violet, you can see she, she doesn't show tiredness. She doesn't show pain or anything, but I knew she was going through it. And she had been... She, everything went according, like everything, but the baby just would not engage, you know? So she had to, they signed uh, papers to say they would go for the C-section. And so then it was like about five minutes, felt like five minutes later, they headed her off. And I said, thank you, Lord, that you held off this till I was here. And so, you know, I could be part of this all. And um, because... her husband's mum's amazing, like for not being a believer, she could almost be a believer. She's just such a wonderful person. And so Violet went in and uh, I was tired by then. So it was gonna be recovery. She had the C-section, the baby was delivered fine and healthy. So I was just laying down on her bed and, um, and I forget what I was gonna say, but anyways, she came back and stuff, and I was, like, really fighting, like, I want to hold the baby first, but Owen's mom, her name is Denise, you know, she's going to want to hold the baby. So I said, Lord, i got to stop the selfishness and let Denise hold the baby first. <laughs> so then, of all things, her husband, Owen, Violet's husband, Owen, had been going through some, I think, anxiety, really, but it was heart condition stuff. He ended up in the emergency then and so his mum's with him so I get to hold the baby first <laughs> so for me that was like thank you Lord you know my heart I mean I, I did want to let her hold it but um, anyways but um, Violet you know she's had some surgery and she didn't know if she could breastfeed and this is just a miracle the Lord helped her milk come in and everything um, yeah just God undertook oh God yeah. honored you Sister Grace thank you Okay, so I'm up here because me and Brielle both said we weren't going to share our testimonies back up in our cabin, and she came up, so I knew I had to. So Brother David said that, um, do you want more of God on his Saturday night service? And I said yes, so I came up into the prayer line asking for more of God, and I came out knowing I had more of him. You've been wanting that for a long time. I bless you. Um, I, I can't believe I'm standing here. I hate being in front of people, but I just want to give God the glory. If the camp was for anybody, it was for me. Um, life-changing experience. I have my fire back. I have my first love, my joy. And I have my healing Amen. for my skin disease. So yes. um, the devil came back and tried to fight it hard. I mm. flared up as right as I got home, but 
He's under my foot, and I'm healed. Amen, honey. God bless you. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. fighting a cowardly spirit or something <laughs> but I just want to thank the Lord um, just before camp um, I've just noticed that I was like the word the word was coming forth and instead of just maybe repenting and believing it was instead I was just beating myself up and um, I just could not um, maybe accept what the word was saying. I, I, I just I was just in this gloom. And um, finally when Brother Michael preached, you can't fake this fellowship. You know, I just came out just desiring that the Lord would just deliver me from jealous spirits. And so um, I remember you prayed with me and I just, I just thank the Lord because it was everything that the Lord had witnessed to me personally before, and I knew I was free. And right there, while we were praying at the altar, I just felt like, you know, the devil is such a loser because he was lying to me that I was something that I wasn't. And you know, he's like, oh, you're, you're this and that and the other, but it's not. <laughs> and because he knew he wasn't. He was trying to make me believe I was what I wasn't. And, um, you know, one thing that I've always, like God made me believe was um, the difference between me and the devil is that I have hope and he doesn't. Very good. So um, coming to camp, I was still kind of worried, but why am I not free among believers? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like that um, Friday night, I was there as well. And... Um, just, just praying that the Lord would just help me to and just refill me, and thank God for any of the sisters that came to pray for me to that the Lord would meet my petition. Um, the next day, that was when I reached out again to you and like, like, why, what's going on with me? And um, you know, like, it was just a little thing that Brother Tom shared with me. You know, like, we're a body, and. Um, just give out to the body and not just trying to receive for yourself. And that just kind of changed my perspective to realize that, you know, I'm here not just for myself, but for everybody else. Amen. And um, the next day when I was fellowshipping with some other sisters and I just realized that I was basically fighting um, God when he's trying to help me with different things in my life because when... Maybe I see people share things. I, all I would do is just like, oh, why am I so bad? Why am I so bad? Instead of just realizing, oh, okay, so that's, the, that's not the right way to do it. Okay, then I do it the right way. So something as simple as that. And I just thank the Lord that he just gave me peace at the end of camp. And I left camp knowing um, my place in Christ. And I just, I just had a peace with it. So I thank God for that. God bless you. Amen. Well, I know we had um, some glorious testimonies here, all of them, always personal, always special. We had a prayer line, and we had people come up second time, and I wasn't born yesterday, and it reminded me of China, Brother Murphy, 
and uh, Brother Ron was spent, and I think it was probably close to two and a half, three hours. And I'm spent. Brother Murphy's just about comatose and exhausted to the point of really passing out. And uh, I turned to Brother Ron. I said, I might not understand what the brothers and sisters are saying, but I said, I think this is their third time through. And he, and he just turned around to me. It's very sweet. And he says, well, wouldn't you? <laughs> so for those that came two times, God bless you, wouldn't you? And I, I, it was a special time for our church. It was a special time that we can rejoice this morning. Little, little message. We are indeed his witnesses. And I just like for a testimony before the Lord and Thanksgiving. I know the Lord's done something very special for each one, but if God did something special for you, I'd like you to stand. and not humbling that our God would hear our prayers oh he's amazing isn't he amazing we give him all the glory I'm humble humbled in his presence and I'm so happy for you I'm so happy these are tears of joy okay tears of joy that God could do something so special for his children I am so thankful. God bless you. Uh, help me, Ryan. I love, I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been
buddy over there every activity every kitchen meeting every little thing we do we look to the Lord make sure it's the right atmosphere it's got the right spirit it's got the right tone so I do thank you for tips of my heart I was blessed to Let's thank him. Lord, so often through camp I found myself saying, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jake. Lord God Almighty, God of Moses, God of Paul, God of William Branham. it's time for us to say our God indeed you are wonderful Lord Jesus that name Lord Jesus paid a price at Calvary Lord we can stand here as a people Lord lifted up in the pits of hell as a world that's so dark and dismal Lord here you have young people Lord stick up their hands and say God is good Jesus is alive he still changes he still deals with hearts he still saves the lost he still heals the sick Lord I thank you from the depths of my heart Lord words don't do it just at all words will never fall but Lord everyone that put their shoulder to the wheel to make that little atmosphere pleasing to you words brother Biscoll used one time smile of approval indeed Lord we thank you for your smile of approval upon the camp upon everybody yielding themselves and we will witness Lord Jesus Lord your the commission was to go into the world preach the gospel we can be living testimonies for your kingdom for your glory for what you've done what you are doing Lord Jesus so we thank you for this moment we thank you for this morning the time and Lord most of all we just ask that you would anoint us in this end day Lord to to do full and to do the purpose that you have placed us on the earth for one last soul one special person one kind word one word of advice one word from your scriptures that would ignite that seed Lord to Till we come to its fullness father so we thank you for the men of god here 
it's a privilege to be part of the the church here lord the body lord and, and to know lord that 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 drive that unction that you placed in us is not just for here it's for the entire world to get this message that william branham so loudly proclaimed you using his voice that you are here amongst us you are with us father and we thank you for that jesus in your precious name go with us in the afternoon may this special presence be amongst everyone lord as we share your word in jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Stay in this atmosphere. Rejoice. God's done much for you. Thank Him. Thank Him. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you all.